Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Beginning today, we start the St. Patrick's Day celebration. It may not be until Monday, but here at the Cigar Dave Show, we do not need an excuse to wait two more days to celebrate one of the largest festivals celebrated across the planet, St. Patrick's Day. We've got our green that we're all wearing. I am surrounded by the wonderful aroma of fabulous Irish delicacies. I'm staring at uh, probably a dozen different types of Irish whiskey. We have our Irish beers. We are set to begin St. Patrick's Day celebratory maneuvers today here on the Cigar Dave Show. We have a fantastic two hours planned for you. And today, until Monday, we're all Irish. So, lieutenants, I say to you, let's get ready to O-Celebrate. Long-ash greetings and salutations. A long-ash St. Patrick's Day snappy salute. Semper O-Delectatio. Always pleasure. America's alpha male front and center. And today, I am Cigaro Dave. We are all Irish. We are wearing our green. We are already set to enjoy one of the biggest celebratory days uh, of the entire year. And I can tell you that on Monday, I will guarantee you, not a lot of work will be done, but there will be a plethora of people consuming great Irish food, great Irish whiskey, great Irish beer, hearing great Irish music. You don't have to be Irish on Monday to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, for everyone is Irish. Lieutenants, we have a great lineup for you today. First of all, it is my pleasure to welcome front and center our resident sommelier, sommelier Dave Cavanis. Great to see you, sommelier Dave. General, at top of the morning, and long ashes, greetings to you. I'm excited to taste these wonderful whiskeys and smoke a real fine scar with you today. And top of the morning, top of the afternoon to you as well. I start, I should do the whole show with an Irish whiskey <laughs> uh, or an Irish uh, accent. I, I, I think we should dispatch Mick the Brit, even though he's... British, yes. but we could dress them up in a leprechaun <laughs> outfit and nobody would know the difference. That's that's true. <laughs> in fact, I thought he might be here today. And we also have our CMO here at the Cigar Dave Show and CCRN, our Chief Mixologist Officer, Ryan Pines. Mixologist Ryan, you have brought with you your special goodie kit. You've got, you know, most uh, guys have a tool belt. You have a mixology belt that you are wearing. Yeah, we have the mixology belt, the mixology bag. It's, you know, kind of Batman-esque. It's, it's always a good time, and long ashes to you, gentlemen. And back at you. Great to have you both. We have got uh, about 
I think, uh, eight, ten different uh, Irish whiskeys we will try to sample. We've got some Irish beers. We've got Irish delicacies. We will get to St. Patrick's Day in just a few moments. But first, lieutenants, a couple of items that I do want to get to. There was a very big election in the Florida Congressional District Number 13, which encompasses Pinellas County, which is St. Petersburg, Clearwater, Dunedin, right across Tampa Bay, from the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network headquarters. So literally, it's right across from the Cigar City. A very important uh, race, as Bill Young passed away in October. And there was a, this was really a weather bell, if you will, for the November elections. As you know, Obamacare, I've not been a big fan. have not been a big fan of Obama and all these socialist policies, period. But a very big race. But the reason I want to bring this up is for the cigar element and the cigar aspect to this important election. Two candidates, Alex Sink, a former banker, former chief financial officer of Florida, ran unsuccessfully for governor just about three and a half years ago. She was the Democratic candidate. Now, she's a carpetbagger. She is uh, not a resident of Pinellas County, St. Petersburg, or Clearwater. She rented an apartment. She spent, or actually, the entire campaign spent $12 million. She outspent her Republican opponent by a four-to-one margin. Her opponent... Republican David Jolly, who is a uh, an attorney, a lobbyist, and of course the taxocrats made a big deal that he was a lobbyist. What is a lobbyist? A lobbyist is nothing more than a person that advances your position. We're all lobbyists. I'm a lobbyist for cigars, for the alpha male lifestyle, for capitalism. You are lobbyists for being able to live the American dream, to be able to enjoy your cigars, to enjoy your libations, to enjoy your harem. We're all lobbyists. There's nothing wrong about being a lobbyist. When you engage in a debate with someone, you are lobbying for your position. So in essence, every American in some way, shape, or form is a lobbyist. But of course, they wanted to portray him as being an evil lobbyist. He also was a former aide to uh, Bill Young, the deceased uh, congressman who served uh, in that district for, geez, I think about 40 years, something along those lines. Now, how do I want to relate this to cigars? Very important. Many of the cigar manufacturers across the state and uh, and here in the Cigar City of Tampa invited both candidates over uh, to the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory to see the importance of cigars not only to the city of Tampa. Even though they don't represent Tampa, they do represent an important part of the state. And the district, Congressional District 13, contains the headquarters of Davidoff, North America. So the Davidoffs, the Avos, the Griffins, the Camachos... All those cigars are distributed. They come into into, uh, uh, St. Petersburg, right across from Tampa. Their offices are there, has a very important presence. They're a good-sized employer. So all these cigar manufacturers and the many cigar retailers had a get-to-know session with each of these candidates. And let me tell you what happened. Alex Sink took the tour of the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory. She was briefed on the importance of cigars to the state of Florida and to this general area, the Tampa Bay area, the Cigar City area, and when asked if she would support the House bill that would eliminate the FDA from regulating premium cigars, she said, I'm 99% sure that I would. 99% sure. Why couldn't she be 100% sure? When somebody tells me they're 99% sure, that 1% means that there is a possibility that they would not be on board And to me, that was a negative omen. That's a bad omen. So she left basically stating, 
I understand your cause. I understand your position. I'm 99% sure I would back that legislation, back that bill. David Jolly came in, took the tour, was very well briefed on the issue, and he said without hesitation, I will absolutely support this bill 100%. It's important for the state. It's important for this general area. And there are employers not only in my district, but obviously across Tampa Bay of Congressional District 13, I will absolutely support this. And in fact, when he takes office next week, one of the first things he will do is sign as a co-sponsor of the House bill to make sure the FDA does not regulate cigars, premium cigars. He won. He won by 2% of the vote. There was a three-way race. He was outspent 4-1. to one. The Nancy Pelosi and Barack Obama machine came to Congressional District 13. And what does it tell you now that not only did she lose to a candidate who was outspent 4-1, to one, but look at San Diego. About a month ago, the special mayoral election, Obama won, that, uh, won San Diego by 40 points a year ago, year and a half ago. 40 points. The Republican mayor, the Republican candidate who was outspent again, Almost by a million and a half dollars, won by 10 points. The Republican candidate beat the Democrat by 10 points, even though the unions came in and infested San Diego and outspent him. Lieutenants, this is a harbinger of things to come. And I think it is important that now that we are making momentum with the very important legislation that's in the House and Senate, we cannot give up our efforts. We must Put the foot on the accelerator even more. And it's very important that you join the Cigar Rights of America. Join CRA. It is very important. You can go to CigarRights.org. You should join. It's very important that your voice be heard. And I am thrilled that a voice in Congress from the Tampa Bay area, Congressional District 13, won this seat, and he is signing on. He has to stand for re-election in November. He'll be the incumbent. It'll be a different game, and I don't believe Alex Sink will run against him one more time. So that is a good thing. Now, I uh, last week, you'll recall, we had Ivano Toscani, the proprietor and owner of the Anchor Bar. We talked about the birthday of the Buffalo Chicken Wing, one of the great delicacies of all time. Well, in the Buffalo News, there is a blog called the Buzz Blog, and the headline read from, uh, this is from Tuesday's edition, Anchor Bar beats New York City restaurant in Radio Smackdown. And I thought that looked pretty interesting. I had no idea I was going to be mentioned. So let me read some excerpts. The Anchor Bar has been soaring on Eagle's wings as as far as good publicity goes. Over the weekend, Cigar Dave, the nationally syndicated radio guy originally from Buffalo, paid an on-air pay-in to the place. First of all, I'm not a syndicated radio guy. I am the syndicated radio general and alpha male-in-chief. And please, in the future, I'd appreciate if you could put the call letters of our great affiliate in Buffalo 930 WBEN, which airs this show Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, where they have been doing so for the last, uh, I think, about 18 years. WBEN, please put the call letters next time you write an article about whatever I have to say. I would appreciate it. He, meaning me, made the outrageous move, which Buzz loved, of stacking the Anchor Bar up against a shishi New York City three Michelin star restaurant at the Time Warner Center, per se. Per so-so, he called it. He said at per se, a prefix dinner was $320. Quote, you pay that kind of money, you think? I'm going to be stuffed, he said. It says on their website, 
A great meal isn't one that fills you up. And in parentheses, the author says, Buzz checked it out, and it does say that. You have to click on philosophy. Do you think for a second I would say something that is not true, that is false? I always check my facts. That's why whenever I debate any enemies of pleasure or any opponents, I always beat them because I'm prepared, because I have the facts and ammo on my side. He continues on, quoting me, You need an electron microscope to see the half ounce of food they give you, he jeered. He went on to run knowledgeably down the prices of the Anchor Bar menu. Say you've got four people going, he said, and wanted to get a bunch of foods to share. An antipasto is 8 bucks. Beef on Wex, $7.50. Bucket of wings, $37. Fish fry, $9. He added in a large pizza with all kinds of toppings. One he mentions was pineapple. I also mentioned chicken and I think pepperoni and uh, Italian sausage. And tallied it all up. 80 bucks, he announced. 20 bucks a person. We agree. Buffalo Rock. So I am pleased that the author of the Buzz blog of the Buffalo News uh, listens to this program and listen to me pontificating about what a far better meal the Anchor Bar was than per se. And I also mentioned that the entire three hours of that six or seven course meal where they gave you a quarter ounce of food at every single uh, course, I kept fantasizing the whole night, not about being back at the hotel with my harem, not about the hot babes that were across the table uh, or across the, the restaurant at another table. No, I was fantasizing about going to Katz's Delicatessen on the Lower East Side and getting a gigundous hot corned beef or, or pastrami sandwich on rye. That's what I was fantasizing about. Lieutenants, I am fantasizing about great Irish delicacies, Irish whiskey, Irish beer. It is St. Patrick's Day celebratory maneuvers with sommelier Dave Cavanis and our chief mixologist officer, Ryan, as we continue front and center celebrating St. Patrick's Day. It's St. Patrick's Day. Aaron Gobra tasting maneuvers on the Cigar Dave Show. Download the complete list of drinks and delicacies at CigarDave.com. If you're a lover of modern full-bodied cigars, you're in for an awesome treat. Introducing Monte from Monte Cristo, a dynamic new cigar expertly crafted with not one, but two binders. Bold, masculine, and totally unique. Monte's amazing flavor will knock your socks off. A rare Nicaraguan binder, selected for its spectacular taste and sweet aroma, provides the perfect complement to a spicy Dominican Olor binder. This innovative use of two binders adds strength as well as complexity, culminating in an unbelievably flavorful smoke. A rich, dark Ecuadorian wrapper and aged Dominican fillers add even more punch, ensuring a knockout smoking experience. Savor a modern legend today. Monty, double binder, amazing flavor, great price. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. 
That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone, from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. St. Patrick's Day Aaron Gobra Tasting Maneuvers with your five-star general, Cigar Dave. That would be Cigar O' Dave as we celebrate St. Patrick's Day Maneuvers. Along with Samadhi Dave Cavanis, our chief mixologist, Ryan Pines. And let's start, gentlemen, talking about Irish whiskey. Now, most of us are familiar with bourbon, which is primarily made of corn. We are used to scotch Scotch uh, 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 whiskey. But when we think about Irish whiskey, some nuances. I think it's a little bit tamer, certainly not as peaty, not as smoky as uh, its its Scottish counterpart. Correct. One of the things about Scotch whiskey is the fact that it's distilled twice versus Irish whiskey, which is distilled three times. But one of the major factors is there's over 100 and some distilleries in Scotland making wonderful whiskey. In Ireland, you have seven, maybe eight. You have a new one coming online at the end of this year. So just by that fact, there's not as much Irish whiskey being produced. And the new distillery you're talking about, I believe, is Tullamore Dew, which we are going to feature today. Right. And when you think about the big Irish whiskeys, I think we've got, uh, you got to think about certainly Tullamore Dew, Jameson is big. Yes. Bushmills. Yes. Uh, Mixologist Ryan, any other names that uh, you see out and about in the bars that are poured? Well, you know, you do you do see some of them, and a lot of them still come off the, the same distillery lines. Um, Powers is definitely one of them. Patties, you also see Middletons. Kilbeggins. Yeah, Kilbeggins is another really nice one. I personally have been a, a Tullamore Dew drinker for quite some time, but... I also have been known to kind of steer into the patties and stuff like that just because they're a little more rarer and not as easy to find and really delicious when you get the opportunity. Primary ingredients of Irish whiskey, Somalia Dave? Th- three. You have malt, barley, and uh, grain. 
So it's the way that you distill these that makes the difference between the different Irish whiskeys. And I believe that Irish whiskey is uh, on the increase in terms of consumption uh, around the world and here in the United States the last yeah, number of years. that's very well true. If you were to take and drink them neat, which we can do with Ryan, you'll get your scotches are going to be a little bit more peatier, smokier, drier, to where your Irish whiskeys are going to be a little smoother because they're distilled three times versus two with a scotch. So it's like how you love your Crown Royal Canadian whiskey. Why? It's because it's got a little bit more softer, more palatable uh, taste profile for the masses. And Irish whiskeys are consumed very similarly. Right. You know, I had the uh, the Johnny Walker uh, double black. Yes. And talk about major smokiness. Right. Too much smoke for me. I think that's one thing people kind of miss out on is one of the other really big things is the way that they handle all of the all of the ingredients. Like they're going to smoke these things. That peat comes from just excess smoke. And, and especially with the Johnny Walker Double Black, they smoke that thing for a long time. They, they want to make sure they bring in all the smoky qualities they can. And for some people, that's great. For some people, it's Too not much. necessarily their thing. I personally, I'm more of a whiskey guy than I am a scotch guy. And if I am drinking scotch, I'm going to look for something that's not as peaty, that's a little more lighter on the palate and easy drinking. I could have a, a couple of them. Right. I don't mind a little smoke, but that Johnny Walker double black is just so over the top. Over the top, uh, yeah. And that's why I like the Balvini line, because Correct. it's not overly smoky. Right. And also that, uh, and again, we're going to do an entire show just on different types of single malts and Scotch whiskeys. We're going to confine primarily to Irish whiskey, but just like Scotch whiskeys, you see that Irish whiskeys, not only do they have their basic uh, line, but they also have additional aged uh, whiskeys, Irish whiskeys as well. Yes, they do. And as everybody knows, the longer you keep it in the barrel, the more expensive it is not to have it in production. Here we're blessed. We have a 10-year-old malt, a 12-year-old reserve. And this year, for the very first time, Tullamore Dews come out with a high proof, which is known as the Phoenix. Well, I'm going to say cheers. I'm going to take a sip. No, uh, this too. is the Bushmills. Cur- no, no, this Jameson. is the Jameson. We're starting off This is off the Jameson. Hmm. Now, this one's wow, kind of like that is very mellow, popular. Smooth. Yeah. Blended Irish whiskey. And the company was established, Jameson, in 1780 when yeah. John Jameson established the Bow Street Distillery in Dublin. Jameson was Scottish. He was there from Scotland. Yes, he there was. Oh, boy, that is uh, <laughs> that, 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 that's unbelievable. Excommunication. That, exactly. Time. We'll talk a little bit more about this wonderful Jameson because they have a number of different line extensions. Talk about their production process. We'll hit the Bushmills. We've got the Tullamore Dew vertical tasting. We've got some delicacies. We've got some Irish beer. And when we come back, we'll have a very special cigar for St. Patrick's Day. Our St. Patrick's Day celebratory maneuvers and litation is next. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection for March is My Uzi Weighs a Ton from Drew Estates. Not a member of the club? Sign up today at CigarDave.com. You walk into a cigar shop, stare at hundreds of choices, and wonder as you take in the aroma. Go with an old standard or try something new? Lead or follow? That's the real question here, isn't it? Next time, choose to lead with a premium cigar from Royal Gold Cigars. 
Royal Gold Cigars introduces two exciting new premium cigar lines, Casino Gold HRS High Roller Selection and Kismet. Hand-rolled in Honduras with a blend of four distinct quality fillers wrapped in a rich Habano Rosado wrapper, the Casino Gold HRS is a medium-bodied cigar for high rollers who never gamble on flavor. For a robust option, try our bold Dominican Puro, Kismet, meaning destiny, a blend of six Dominican tobaccos. It's bold, smooth, burns evenly, and leaves a clean white ash. There, we narrowed the options. Lead or follow. Visit royalgoldcigars.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. As we celebrate St. Patrick's Day celebratory maneuvers here on the Cigar Dave Show, and last week I talked to you about a special cigar, a limited release from Alec Bradley entitled the Alec Bradley Black Market Filthy Hooligan. It uses a green candela wrapper, St. Patrick's Day, green, Irish. That's exactly what I'm going to be enjoying, a candela-wrapped cigar. This is the second year of the Alec Bradley Black Market Filthy Hooligan release. It uses a candela wrapper, which is a green wrapper, and they achieve the green color by a 72-hour heat curing process that keeps the chlorophyll within the wrapper while it's in the barn. You don't see this wrapper very often. It comes on primarily limited cigars, but it's been pretty popular. Last year, Alec Bradley made 3,000 boxes. Same thing this year, only comes in one size, a 6x50 ring Toro. Uses a Candela wrapper, tobaccos from Nicaragua, Honduras and Panama, and a double binder of Honduran and Nicaraguan tobaccos. The additional year of aging on this wrapper makes a big difference. It is a medium-bodied cigar. Comes in a very cool green box. That's what I will be enjoying today. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening, double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready to go on this Alec Bradley Filthy Hooligan. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. And uh, I have to tell you that I'm dressed in... I actually look like a leprechaun today. I got the green leprechaun hat. I look like the guy from Lucky Charms. That magically delicious. The hat's yes, killing you. <laughs> All right, I've got my Cigar Dave signature prototype R&D, five jet flames that I will use today. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. 
perfect cut. And as I toast the foot of this cigar, let me say, I bathe using Irish spring soap this morning. I had my Lucky Charm cereal, and I didn't use milk. I used a little bit of Harp Lager. <laughs> Very tasty. Manly, yes, but I like it too. I will gently toast the foot of this cigar. Very nice. Nice and properly toasted. I will puff and rotate. Mmm. Ah, very nice, I should say. I mm. love that aroma, General. Isn't that fantastic? Yes, it is. Different. The color on this cigar I love is definitely that different. color is awesome. Yeah. Not used to that little uh, jade green <laughs> color, but the Alec Bradley Black Market Filthy Hooligan, my cigar today. You gentlemen will be enjoying it yes, as we well. Yes. And we've got the wonderful aroma of these Black Market Hooligans of great libations, great delicacies. And speaking of delicacies, the first delicacy I will enjoy are Irish egg rolls. Ooh. Yes, Sounds these are, it's like a Reuben. There's corned beef. Good. There's a little bit of uh, cabbage in there. Actually, it's uh, sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of uh, some sort of sauce, and it looks like it's in an egg roll. Oh, yes, it so, does. So, hey. Ireland meets China. Yes, it does. I'll take a, a, a taste of this. Sounds interesting. Mm. I bet it's good. It's like a Reuben. Yeah. Mm. Very nice. But it's I got to tell you something. Roll. The bite I just had maybe is about a quarter of an ounce. That represented all seven courses mm-hmm. of the meal at Per Se in New York. Okay? They give you like one one-hundredth of an ounce, and it's all foo-foo and everything. This big plate, and there's and like a little quarter-inch of they food They bring on droplets it. on. They and do. they put it on the little spoon, and they're like, oh, here's this huge plate and this little spoon for you to take the bite Yeah, off. and then you get the huge bill, $320 a person without tax and without gratuity. It's the ambiance. And that's not even <laughs> counting booze, which I'm sure... Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. You, per person, you're not walking out of there less than 400. I was going to wow. say five, but yeah, big biggest per person. Yeah, big biggest uh, biggest con on uh, on American diners <laughs> in the country. But they're getting away with it. Yeah, I've well, been to some great like heavy course places like that, but right. that just to me, I just can't see. First of all, you know, the ambiance was nice. It overlooks Columbus Circle. That's mm-hmm. all fine and dandy, but 320 dollars yeah. for a dinner that was dragging on it wasn't filling it wasn't enjoyable again 20 bucks i'll go wow. over to do uh the stage carnegie or katz's and mm-hmm. have uh listen you could have taken me to kfc to give me some of those kfc <laughs> things those those fried chicken in a cup yeah. and i would have been thrilled okay for four bucks believe me when i was done i had to go search a restaurant that was open to go eat That's oh man classic. that is terrible all right let's continue on we talked about irish whiskey mm-hmm and the we ended up tasting the Jameson, and I'm yes. going to take another little sip of the Jameson here. Yeah, mm. Frank can give you a little taste of yeah, the Bushmills. Got some right there. Yeah, now, now we got some Bushmills. Yeah, before we get to the Bushmills, though, let's talk a little bit more about Jameson. Certainly Jameson, Bushmills, Tula Mordu. You like how the accent I did for that? Not Tula Mordu. Yeah, yeah. Tula Mordu. Yeah, In the morning, top there. of the morning, Tula Mordu. I'm going to talk like this. Cigar all day, all day. All day. <laughs> it's very, uh, very pleasant. It's got a uh, almost a very light, oh, I would say golden color to it. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not uh, very dark, certainly not smoky in any way, shape, or form. And again, the history goes back to 1780. John Jameson, mm-hmm. a Scottish businessman, uh, started producing 30,000 gallons annually. By the turn of the 19th century, Jameson's was the second largest producer in Ireland and one of the largest in the world, producing 1 million gallons annually. And Dublin... At the time, at the turn of the 19th century, that was the epicenter of world whiskey production. Yep. So very interesting. It was the second most popular spirit in the world after, would you like to take a guess? 
Uh, Seagram's possibly. No, no, no. This is in the turn of what, the century. In vodka? So, oh. no, nope. Rum. No, no. Rum. Oh, that's right. Rum that, was number one at the time. Very interesting. I'm thinking 60s, 70s. Yep. And it said uh, a couple of uh, key events. Uh, one was the Irish War of Independence and the trade war with Britain, which denied Jameson the export markets uh, of the Commonwealth. And then prohibition hit in the United States. So all of a sudden, all those, that confluence of three items really hurt them. But here it is, looking back, they, they traced their history to 1780. Right. Uh, and here it is 230, 240 years later, they're still around. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Well, when you put out good quality products, they'll last and all that. And yeah, one thing to bring up is they're actually uh, double, st- double distilled, not triple distilled. Correct. That's one of the differences. Now, Jameson, this is the regular Jameson. This is what the... Uh, just the regular... Uh, Let me regular take a look brand. at that bottle there. Right. That's Usually, coming at you. a right. Irish whiskey is aged between three and six years. Yeah. Right. Now, this is a blended... Uh, this is triple distilled. Mm-hmm. This is blended. Now, they also make the Jameson 12-year-old Special Reserve, mm-hmm. yeah. the 12-year-old Distillery Reserve, only at their visitor centers. Yeah. Their Jameson Gold Reserve, their 18-year-old Limited Reserve, their Rarest Vintage, a Signature Reserve, and their Select Reserve Black Barrel, which is known as Small Batch outside the U.S., available in limited quantities here in the U.S. And it is produced from a mixture of malted and unmalted or green Irish barley, all sourced within a 50-mile radius around the distillery in Cork. So very interesting. Very Mm -hmm. nice. And uh, not an overly expensive Irish whiskey. No, no, it, no, it, no, the beauty of Jameson's is they bring in people into the Irish whiskey category to where a lot of people were used to drinking, whether it was Canadian whiskeys or it was scotches. Now people are actually sourcing out the Irish whiskeys, which helps grow that category. All right, so we had the Jameson. Now we're going to move on to Middleton's. Bushmills. Bushmills. Yeah, sorry, Bushmills. Bushmills. From the Middleton Distillery. Yeah, Middleton yeah. Distillery. Right. Bushmills, the, they call it the old Bushmills Distillery. Mm-hmm. It is in Bushmills County, Antrim, Northern Ireland. It is owned by Diageo. Uh, 120,000 visitors per year visit the Bushmills Distillery. And the according to the distillery, the name was first recorded in 1743, although it was at the time in the hands of smugglers. And all whiskey bottled under the Bushmills whiskey brand produced at the Bushmills Distillery. And it is, they make the claim, and it is almost unanimously considered to be the oldest licensed distillery in the world, Uh, going back to the mid-1700s. Very interesting. So, and again, just like Jameson, they have their Bushmills original, which is what I'll have right now. Mm -hmm. They have, I like this name, the Black Bush. The Black Bush. (laughs) I'm not sure I want to go there. The Black Bush actually has a significantly greater proportion of malt-to-grain whiskey than the regular white label. And... It is uh, matured in Spanish Oloroso sherry seasoned oak casks. Love it's really it. kind of fun. Very nice. They have the 10 year single malt, the Bushmills 12 year single malt, a 16 single malt, a 21, and they have a Bushmills 1608, a special 400th anniversary whiskey. Uh, just available, very, very limited. I don't think there's too many places that even have it anymore. No, I tried sure to request it for my, for my restaurant and can't Couldn't get it. Get it. No. All right, let me take a sip. I'll say cheers to all of you. Nestrovia. Mm. Very different flavor profile than the Jameson. A yep. little bit more tang, a little bit more warmth factor, not a lot of zing. I'd say smokiness, but it's not. It's just a little bit warmer. I would say the Jameson would be mild, mild right. to medium. Mm-hmm. This is medium plus. Yeah, if you're definitely. getting warmth, that's from the alcohol. Yeah, the alcohol yeah. content. It, it throws you heat and warmth. 
No. Very nice. Good. Very nice. Now, uh, Samadier Dave, mm-hmm. we're also going to be talking in just a few moments about Toulamordu. Toulamordu. Now, we're going to do a vertical tasting of Toulamordu. We tried the Jameson, tried the Bushmills. But one of the things that I've always advocated to lieutenants is do a vertical profile. So go out and get a Glenfiddich. Go out and get a Belvini. Go out and get Crown Royale and get their different uh, the different styles, brand right? yeah, styles right. within the portfolio. And do a vertical tasting mm-hmm. because that way you can really taste and discern the various nuances. So we'll do uh, Toulamordu. We're also going to do some more beers. And uh, Samanier Dave, let me ask you, what uh, Toulamordu, what is uh, what is the big, how, how is Toulamordu different than Jameson and Bushmills, both historically as well as uh, out in the marketplace? Well, like Ryan said, the Toulamordu is triple distilled. It's got a nice blend where a lot of the Jamesons is double blended. It has grain, malt, and a pot still whiskey, where Jameson only has grain and pot still. They yep. don't have any malt in their blend at all. So how does that change? Was What's it a little bit lighter? Flavor? You'll you see when this, you taste it's a flavor profile. You get this little bit of like citrus and apple-y kind of uh, hit with that, I, th- I feel. I mean, coming from a palate, especially somebody who's putting them into drinks and cocktails every night, every other night. Another thing with Toulamordu, they use more first-time bourbon barrels than Jameson's, even though they're both made at the same distillery, the Middleton Distillery. That is another reason why they were going to go off on their own, because they are so totally different as products. And the bourbon barrels would give it a little bit more spiciness, I think, over age. Yes. You know, you wonder, what did they do in Scotland and in Ireland before the American bourbon industry was founded? Well, the bourbons, yeah, that's a because good question. Because they, 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 they're the largest consumer, because with bourbon here in the United States, by law, they can only use that charred oak barrel once. Once. That's, that's it. it. But the largest purchaser right. of of those barrels is the uh, the Scottish uh, distilleries sure. and the Irish distilleries. They might have been sourcing oak from France. France isn't that far from you know that part of the world, or they might have just been sourcing their own oak over there in the islands, which I don't think that island has that much have oak that to much. harvest. Well, you know, the only problem with using the French oak is, again, when you ate something in French <laughs> oak, you make you want to retreat and surrender. Although, <laughs> although the same could be said about the United States under oh, the current uh, socialist and wussified yeah. beta male-in-chief. It's um, unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I, I think they're going to change red, white, and blue to just white for the uh, American flag. Uh, over the next three years. Absolutely incredible. All right, when we come back, lieutenants, we'll continue our St. Patrick's Day celebratory maneuvers. I'm going to try a, I'm debating, do I try the Guinness or the Harp? You know what? I think I'm going to start with the uh, the Guinness uh, draft brewed in Dublin. So when we come back, I'll try that. We'll have another delicacy. And then Samadhi Dave and Chief Mixologist Ryan will get into the heart of our vertical tasting of Tullamore And I know, Mixologist Ryan, you have a plethora of, of special St. Patrick's Day concoctions that yeah, we've been enjoying. Yeah, I brought a couple of things to kind of mess around with. Uh, <laughs> looks more than a couple to me. It looks like about a dozen. We could be here till next St. Patrick's. Well, yeah. the good thing is, Humidor 1A, we've got couches in here. We've got uh, the, the harem will come in and we've uh, got babes. give that's us massages. I, I mean, there's a lot of stress I mean, doing I this show. A, I even bought a bottle that's got green stuff in it. That's What's what worries me. That's it. what worries me. I don't know <laughs> how long that's be. been aged. That's what worries me. <laughs> Lieutenants, we will continue our St. Patrick's Day revelry. Front and center with Somalia Dave Cavanis, Chief Mixologist Ryan Pines, and yours truly, Cigar O'Dave. 
Celebrate St. Patrick's Day Erin Gobra tasting maneuvers by enjoying the drinks the general is consuming. Get the complete list at CigarDave.com. And now a few words with Rocky Patel about the private cellar. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. And for years, I've been saving special fillers and binders to make a personal blend that I absolutely love and enjoy. And everyone's been asking me for this cigar, but we've never had enough of the tobaccos. Finally, I've gathered enough great tobaccos to release something from my personal humidor. It's called the Rocky Patel Private Cellar. We spent years developing and perfecting the cigar. It's got gorgeous earthy flavors, beautiful, dark, oily, broadleaf wrapper, and some of the greatest fillers from Esteli and Condega in Nicaragua. This medium to full body cigar is rich, it's decadent, and it fills your palate with tons of flavor. I promise you, you're gonna love this cigar. Look for the private cellar so I can share some of my favorites with you. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. eyes are smiling sure it's like a morning spring in the lilt of Irish laughter you can hear the angels sing Cigar Dave is going green no, not in the pink Okami tree-hugging type way. It's St. Patrick's Day Aaron Gobra tasting maneuvers on the Cigar Dave Show. Irish eyes are smiling, sure they'll steal your heart away. The General, along with Somadier Dave Cavanis and our Chief Mixologist Officer Ryan Pines, before we get back to the libations, we'll keep the music going. I kind of like this. It's got a nice oh, this little... Is great. This is Gets perfect. us in the proper so Irish celebratory. I'm dancing exactly. in my seat. Now, I'm going to enjoy the next delicacy is bangers and mash, which is also known as sausages and mash. Now, it is a traditional British dish made of mashed potatoes and sausages. However, very popular in Ireland. The term bangers has its origins in World War II. The bangers, uh, the term bangers is attributed to the fact that during the war, the sausages made under rationing 
contain more water, so they were more likely to explode under high heat if not cooked carefully. Of course, modern sausages with the miracles of modern scientific technology do not have that problem. Exactly. So I will take a little, I always take the end because I'm an end cut guy of everything. I'll take a little bite. This is delicious. Mm. Yeah, that was really tasty. Mm. (laughs) Very nice. Take a little of the mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is I'd wonderful. Say, so far, so good. Yeah. This is the perfect food to absorb the alcohol as you drink, so you can drink longer during the day. I'll tell you what, uh, Chief Mixologist uh, Ryan, I need to wash these down. So I'm going to have you open up a bottle of Guinness for me. You got it. We'll do that. Nice bottle of Guinness. Perfect. Right. There we are. Excellent. Great job. Nice job. I'm going to put this into my little cup here now. Looking at this. This looks like root beer. Oh, yeah. It is dark. Very. Now, but it is delicious. It is definitely delicious. There's no question about that. The I remember the first time I tried uh, uh, Guinness, first thing I said was, man, this, look at that stout. That has got to be super full flavored. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily the case. I'm going to no, take a sip all. of this now. Hmm. It's very smooth. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of bitterness. It's like a Maduro cigar. People see the dark wrapper on a Maduro, and, and they, they think that's going to be super right. full. Exactly. Not necessarily. Maduro has a lot of sweet properties to it, and it's the exact same thing. So in 1756, Arthur Guinness set up his first brewery, moving to Dublin in uh, 1759. He initially brewed ale. He switched to producing porter, which was a style from London in the early 20th century. Guinness became the largest brewer in the world, expanding that Irish style to many countries. They're no longer the largest brewer in the world. They're still pretty big, but they are the largest brewer of stout in the world today. And when you go to any bar, you will find Guinness usually on draft. Oh, yeah. Anywhere yep. you go. Just about. Very nice. Again, very dark. Almost looks like coffee. Oh, yeah. But very smooth. Very nice. Now, I would assume, uh, mixologist Ryan, that you've got some concoctions with Guinness you've probably made before. Um, yeah, I've done a couple over the years. The biggest popular one that everybody always kind of goes to is the uh, the Irish Car Bomb, which is always a, a fun thing. I mean, you just take a a half of one of the a half a pint of Guinness, and then I like to throw my I like to throw my whiskey at the bottom of it, and then fill that shot glass with Bailey's before you drop it in instead of doing the fifty fifty. Right. Just because you know it gets a gets a nice better hit when you're going when it's going down. Right. And that's now, just for me. There is a little. Talking about delicacies, there's a little twist to the Irish car bomb del- a, a libation, the Irish car bomb cookies. Now you're going to make me start baking? They are <laughs> chocolate Guinness cookies with Irish whiskey Bailey's buttercream ice, icing. Wow. A very sweet and boozy treat. I guess it's kind of like those marijuana lace brownies. <laughs> <laughs> when we go to Colorado, we'll figure you'll be, that yeah, out. Yeah, we're going to yes, figure that out. You'll be very relaxed after you eat these Irish car bomb cookies. I, I tell you what, I, uh, I I am looking at a picture of them. A friend of mine uh, uh, made them, gave me the recipe. They look delicious. I bet they do. Absolutely delicious. So do you take a shot of whiskey next to the cookie? Is that Well, you got to wash it down with something. May as well wash it down with either a Guinness or the Harp, which we'll try a little bit later on. Now, tell us some of the uh, special libation concoctions that you're going to be making in the next hour. Um, Well, we've got a couple of them, and uh, one of them is really kind of fun. Uh, There's a classic cocktail, a classic Irish cocktail uh, cocktail called the Tipperary. And Tipperary was normally uh, you would use sweet vermouth, you would use Irish whiskey, a little bit of a Luxardo Maraschino, and then green chartreuse. That's that green bottle that you should be a little scared of. 
Chartreuse. Yes, Isn't that yes. a color that like chicks want their men to wear? Chartreuse. It, but yes, it was a color. It was a it was a liquor so great they actually named a color after it. So that if there's any indication there and how kind of fun and good it could be. All right. So Tipperary, give us a, so, some some so, hints on some of the other things. So that that's the riff on that one. That one's going to be really fun. The next one we're going to do is we're doing a uh, a 12 year old old fashioned. We're going to nice. use that uh, Telemordu 12-year-old, and we're going to use some barley syrup instead of using sugar, a couple different kinds of bitters. And then we're going to end off with the uh, the old donkey. The old donkey. The, the old donkey, which is, basically, which is basically a takeoff of a Moscow mule. We're going to use some barley syrup again, and then we're going to use a little bit of Irish whiskey. <laughs> Do you know how many alpha males are listening right now saying, old donkey? That's what I <laughs> call old, my wife or my ex-wife. The old donkey. The old donkey. <laughs> Lovely. Well, we are celebrating St. Patrick's Day maneuvers. Don't forget, you can follow along. At Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show is our Twiddle, uh, Twitter, Twitter handle. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I don't know what you put in that uh, that Guinness, but whatever it, it is, Guinness. making me feel very, very Had pleasant. nothing to do with the whiskey. It was all the Guinness. <laughs> at Cigar Dave Show, Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave, and of course, CigarDave.com. We'll continue with Sommelier Dave Cavanis, Chief Mixologist Officer Ryan Pines, and yours truly, Cigar Dave. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, the St. Patrick's Day festivities shall continue in this hour. I would say that I am feeling rather Irish, rather festive, and rather relaxed as I have enjoyed some fantastic Irish delicacies. Had the bangers and mash. We had the Irish egg roll. Very interesting concoction. I had a little bit of Guinness draft. A beautiful stout. We had a little Jameson triple distilled Irish whiskey, a little bit of the Bushmills Irish whiskey, and in this hour, lieutenants, there is no screwing around. We are going to get to the heart of some St. Patrick's Day tasting maneuvers. We're going to enjoy four different types of Tullamordu. I've got the Tullamordu, the Tullamordu Special Reserve, the Tullamordu Single Malt, and the Tullamordu Phoenix, as well as some great concoctions from Chief Mixologist Officer Ryan Pines. Welcome back, hour number two, lieutenants. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Adam Gopuff, Cigaro Dave, front and center here, your Alpha Omel, as we enjoy another hour of celebrating St. Patrick's Day. It's not till Monday. We don't need a reason to wait. We're going to celebrate. We're going to party. We're going to start now. We actually did an hour ago. We're going to go right through Midnight Tuesday. Party at the weekend. Or Monday. I think most people are already starting today. Oh, yeah. They're, They're probably already, already getting up they and moving around. Last night. 
Absolutely. In fact, when I picked up this morning the food that was uh, made, they already began with entertainment. They've got specials, special you know foods, sure. everything. In fact, I'm thinking, do I is my next sampling of Irish delicacy? Is it the fish and chips, or is it the corned beef and cabbage? Or is it the shepherd's pie? It's a tough decision along with... I'm, I'm a shepherd's pie guy myself. I'm I've already tried shepherd's the shepherd's pie. pie. It's delicious. Oh, you're I was going to go with the corned beef and cabbage. <laughs> go for it. Or the pastrami and cabbage. Either had, way, I'm good. You had the yeah, little egg beef, rolls, pastrami. which were similar. That's right. They, that, that actually was like a mini Reuben yeah. or in an egg roll type of uh, crust. It was very, very good. And uh, we already had the Guinness, as we mentioned. I'm going to try some harp lager a little bit later on. Somadier Dave, along with our chief mixologist, Ryan. Let us now go into... The first sampling of Tullamore Dew. And before we do that, Somalier Dave, let's talk about the history of Tullamore Dew. It's a, uh, I think it's kind of on the upper end of Irish whiskeys. It's kind of like more of the, it's like, you know, you have your your basic uh, Jack Daniels, then you have your Gentleman Jack. To Correct. me, it's just like a notch or two above a regular Jameson or Bushmills. Well, with pricing, it isn't. But with quality, we believe it is. It's... In Ireland, in the center of the country, is a town named Tullamore, where the distillery was established in 1829. And there was a gentleman that worked there, Daniel E. Williams, who eventually became the general manager. So you take the D.E.W., Daniel E. Williams, created the Dew, so that's where they named it Tullamore Dew. But it, as you say, has a really nice, rich history with some just dynamic flavor profiles, you have the regular, you have the 10-year-old malt, a 12-year-old reserve, and this year they've just introduced the new Phoenix, which is 55% alcohol, 110 proof. Whoa. Yeah. That's going to be smooth. But it's going to be smooth. You're not going to taste the heat on this. I don't know. 100 proof? 110 proof? 110 yeah. proof. That's 55% alcohol by volume. We brought in another girl for your harem today just to make sure it yeah. went down I hope they drive me, drive me back to the Pleasure Palace when we're <laughs> yeah, done. I think they're going to have to. All right, so let's try the Tullamore Dew. Suggested retail on the basic Tullamore Dew, which is a green label, Somalia, you, Dave. You're looking at $19, $20 for a 750 mm -hmm. and on a 175 possibly as much as $35. Well, I am just taking in the bouquet the aroma of this tulamore dew mm -hmm. notes of vanilla a mm -hmm. little bit of honey very sweet i'll take a sip mm. wow that's got some kick on the way down yeah it's smooth yeah very smooth. very tasty little sweetness but it's got some major major sizzle on the way down yeah they uh really do with their barrels and all that that's the additional barrel aging that it has very nice now samadhi dave uh tulamore dew just like we talked about with Jameson Bushmills, they come out with a number of different uh, varieties. You're out and about being a, a, a resident sommelier. What are you seeing in terms of the popularity of Irish whiskeys now? We talked earlier in the show that they are becoming more popular, but do people have, do connoisseurs have an appreciation for the wide expanse of their various portfolio, their various, uh, uh, the lineup uh, compared to, say, a Scotch whiskey or a, a bourbon? Yes, but it transcends all the different different types of countries and all that. What you have right now in this country or in the world are a lot of consumers, and it's driven a lot by women. They are going for whiskeys because of the qualities. They're looking and seeking out the small batch bourbons or the single distilled scotches or the higher proof or the different ages on your Irish whiskeys. So it's like 
the uh, it's like how gin was being consumed by a particular clientele as they have moved off. The new consumers are actually looking and seeking out these different whiskeys, and the Irish whiskeys are exploding. They've probably increased double in their production and their uh, sales within the last two, three years. How much seasonality around St. Patrick's Day is there with the Irish whiskeys? Unfortunately, it's pretty immense. You'll see a lot of people drink or buy Irish whiskeys, but the number one cons- consumed variety is vodka, then rum, like you had suggested. Whiskeys are now starting to catch on a little bit more, but uh, unfortunately for Jameson's, Tullamore Dew, Bushmills, people look at it as, yeah, it's, you know, St. Patty's, let's buy Irish whiskey, then they go back to something else. Well, when you look at vodka in the United States, vodka consumption and sales have gone down slightly, and the brown spirits, meaning scotch, bourbon, mm-hmm. have gone up. They're, that's the fastest-growing segment right now of the distilled spirits industry. Yeah. And out of those, uh, Irish whiskey is really starting to take that big push, which is great. Yeah. What you're doing is you're losing a lot of the people that were drinking the flavor vodkas, all whether it was whip this, I'm really whip happy that. about that. Yeah. Those, that's where you're really seeing the, uh, the numbers go down. Core vodka, those consumers are still there, but you're right. Vodka's losing a little bit of ground. Wintertime, one of the more popular beverages certainly has got to be an Irish coffee. Yes. Irish coffee, and believe it or not, old fashions are still taking that big hit. Now, let's talk about the Irish coffee. How can one make Irish coffee at home? Irish coffee is really easy. A lot of people actually think you have to have the creme de menthe and you have to have all that, but traditionally it was just put some whiskey in your coffee. Mm-hmm. And if you want to throw a little dollop of whipped cream on there, great. I mean, I've made some really fancy ones over the years where we put some Irish coffee, where we put some Irish whiskey in there. We do a nice coffee up top. We do a, a we'll sit there and you can hand you can hand make a whipped cream or just you know take one out and then you pour that little bit of green creme de menthe. And I think a lot of people if they don't see the green creme de menthe, they don't think it's an Irish coffee. But like traditionally, they didn't really always do it that way. You know, I had uh, probably about three four weeks ago, I had an upper respiratory infection. So I had the sore throat, I had the congestion, Mm -hmm. and I came up with a concoction called the Hot Buffalo Alpha, (laughs) kind of after the hot toddy. Right. Yeah. So what I did was I had hot tea, I had some Buffalo Trace whiskey, Mm -hmm. or bourbon, uh, and then I had some of the agave nectar that you gave Ah, me, Samadier Dave, instead of the honey, put about a teaspoon, Mm. that's very sweet, and then I served it in a Buffalo Bills mug. Nice. And I will tell you that that helped, but an Irish coffee, I'm sure, would do the same thing. Nice and warm, a mm-hmm. little bit of the alcohol mm-hmm. is good, soothes the throat. Yep. It's, uh, all of that is good, especially around the uh, the winter cold season. You know, for the consumer that usually adds a creamer to their coffee, there are so many good Irish cream liqueurs out on the market that you could use instead of regular cream. There's even some now that are coming out of Spain as well. They're using brandy base to be cream, which is sure. really cool, too. Spain. Now, Chief, the Alba Crema is one of them. Mixologist Ryan, you talked about the resurgence of the old-fashioned. Yep. Tell us about what goes into an old-fashioned, specifically the Irish whiskey component. All right. So what's really kind of fun about with old-fashions is you can. there's two different ways to make them. There's the madman's craze where you muddle the sugar, you muddle the cherry, and you muddle the orange, and then you top, your, you know, top it off with soda water and you have your bourbon in there normally. And then uh, the old-fashioned, old-fashioned, which would be an ice cube, Two different kinds of bitters. One could be a citrus note. One can be, you know, your regular Angostura, and then you're going to put your whiskey in there. And a lot of people will will say, hey, you know, I'd really like to have it with Irish whiskey, or I'd like to have it with bourbon, or I'd prefer it with rye. And 
when you were talking about how women these days have really started to, the the vodka's coming down, I'm seeing a lot of women coming into my restaurant and saying, I'll have an old fashioned. And then their their other their significant others like I'll have a vodka soda. I'm like, your <laughs> woman is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> she is having an old fashioned, sir. What is wrong with you? But you know that's interesting because <laughs> think about this: the old fashioned, the highball, the martinis. Yeah. They're all made a resurgence, a yes. renaissance. That's huge. It is. And when you think about it, those, are traditional cocktails. Yes. And I think there's a couple of reasons. One. People say, well, the madman phenomenon. I don't think there's any question. I think that absolutely had That's a part how, to do absolutely. with it. Sure. But it's the same thing with cigars and with steakhouses and certainly martinis and uh, and single malt scotch. People gravitate towards quality. Yes. And for so many years, we heard in the 70s, basically the 80s and 90s, oh, you can't have that martini. The three martini lunches out. Right. Don't drink this. Don't have that. Like, I remember one time... Uh, around December, mid-December, I'm the former president of the Tampa Bay Radio Broadcasters Association. This has got to be about uh, 20 years ago. And for our holiday lunch, we always would meet, I think, the first uh, first Thursday or the last Thursday of the month. And I said, for this lunch, we had a nice catered lunch, about 35 of us. I said, let's serve some wine, red and white. Right. And when I brought it around, half the room was like, awesome, this is great. <laughs> Other half raised Shocked. their eyes like, shock, how dare you? Yeah. And my feeling is this, uh, there's nothing wrong with going out and having a, a libation, a cocktail, a yeah. cocktail right. uh, at lunch. Most people aren't going to go have two or three. Personally, I don't really have cocktails. I'm an iced tea uh, mm -hmm. drinker. However, if I'm taking a late lunch on a Friday, it's 2, 2.30, I'll go over to one of the restaurants that has a nice wine selection, mm -hmm. or maybe they have a nice single malt scotch, and I'll say, you know what? Let me have a glass of that. And in many restaurants, you can go in now and say, you know what? I'm not sure about this wine or this wine or this scotch or that scotch. Pour me just a little bit so I may sample it. Yeah, They're more they than will. happy to do it. Yeah, More than happy. So interesting that we're seeing the resurgence first of the mm -hmm. martinis and now the old fashions. And I remember when I started the show, going to be 19 years in July, right around that time in Atlanta, the martini bar, was called the martini bar, Correct. opened up in Midtown. Mm -hmm. And at that time... There was this huge renaissance of martinis, cigars. Correct. They went hand in hand. And again, it's not a new product. Been around for a long time, but a different generation discovered it. Definitely. That's where um, a lot of guys like me kind of got our uh, got our hit is uh, all the cocktails started coming back up. And we're absolutely in love with cocktails. This is my like this is my craft. It's not just me bartending. So to bring in the older drinks, you you start with a foundation is really kind of how those those drinks have started to come back around. Like, I can make you any kind of drink I can ever want, but nine times out of ten, I'm going to look at something that was created back in the 1800s that, you know, to start off, it's like the base, it's the building blocks. And I, I just, I love it. I, I go to work every day, and I love what I do. And I'm sure you can agree with me because you do the exact same thing. Absolutely. Mixologist Ryan, I'm still waiting for my special Cigar Dave <laughs> Alpha Male Five Star Cocktail. Yes. All right. It's so actually just, right here on the on No, the no, 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 we'll see. Yeah. Well, if it doesn't have Crown Royale. Or some sort of bourbon, then it's not going to... Maybe Triple Crown. Oh, who Maybe knows? Triple Crown. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Triple Crown. Yeah. Okay. Getting in there. Never General's know. Triple Crown. Chief Mixologist Ryan Pines, Samadier Dave Cavanas join us. We celebrate St. Patrick's Day tasting and celebratory maneuvers. When we come back, we'll taste... Uh, actually, I'll tell you what. Before we go to the next Tula Mordu, I'm going to have Mixologist Ryan make us that old-fashioned we've just been talking about. And I think... I'm going to go for the shepherd's pie as we celebrate St. Patrick's Day. We start early, start off in here on the Cigar Dave Show. All right.
It's St. Patrick's Day. Aaron Gobra tasting maneuvers on the Cigar Dave Show. Download the complete list of drinks and delicacies at CigarDave.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. Listen up, all you cigar lieutenants. We've got your next set of marching orders. While it seems like everyone is busy trying to wussify America, there are still some who value the premium cigar good life. Head over to CigarMaestro.com, where you can learn directly from some of the most knowledgeable cigar experts in the world. The Grupo de los Maestros, the makers of great brands including Monte Cristo, Romeo e Giulietta, H. Upman, and many others. When you understand the hard work and skill that goes into crafting every hand-rolled cigar, you'll appreciate every new smoke even more. Finish the training and then pass the test to earn a true symbol of alpha male cigar knowledge, the Certificado de los Maestros. You already love premium cigars, but now you can take that appreciation to the next level. Visit CigarMaestro.com today. CigarMaestro.com is an exclusive premium cigar educational website for adults age 21 and up. Surgeon General Warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. If you love modern, full-bodied cigars, you must try the new Nicaraguan Puro from Romeo E. Julieta. It's called RYJ, and it has critics raving. What makes it so special? Nicaraguan magic. Nicaragua is a mystical land with a magical climate for cultivating tobacco. The tropical sun filtered by billowy clouds, the soft rain, the diverse soils, all combine to produce tobaccos unmatched for strength and flavor. Handmade by skilled artisans, RYJ features a rare Nicaraguan Corojo Jalapa wrapper, available only to the makers of RYJ, a unique double binder of Nicaraguan Jalapa and Esteli tobaccos, and a savory blend of select Nicaraguan fillers and body and complexity, spicy and intense. These leaves are unequaled for both deep, rich flavor and subtle nuances. Taste the magic today with RYJ, the bold new Nicaraguan Puro by Romeo y Julieta. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Luck of the Irish. Cigar Dave doesn't need it. But for everyone else, he's hosting St. Patrick's Day Aaron Gobra tasting maneuvers to get the party started. Oh, the party is well underway here in Humidor 1A. 
Sommelier Dave Cavanis, along with Chief Mixologist Officer Ryan Pines, as we are going to, in this segment, take a sample of our next delicacy. And Mixologist Ryan, as I get ready to do that, why don't you tell us what you are going to be making for us? So the first one we got, we're doing the uh, we're doing that Irish Old Fastened, and uh, we're taking a little bit of the uh, 12-year-old, a little bit of uh, barley syrup. We've got uh, orange bitters and a little bit of regular bitters, the Angostura. And we're just going to blend that together nicely. I, I chose the barley so you can really get a little bit more of the nuances uh, from the whiskey itself. Okay, we're going to have you go through that step by step. So hold on one second. You got it. I'm going to take a taste of the shepherd's pie, which is basically meat pie with mashed potatoes or crust mm-hmm. of mashed potatoes, also known as cottage pie, which dates back to the late 1700s when the potato was being introduced as an edible, affordable crop. And you can never go wrong with shepherd's pie any time of year. I'll take a little. Mm. It's delicious. Now, for those of you that are members of PETA, people eating tasty <laughs> animals, this does have a healthy amount of quality animal product. Mixologist Ryan. Ready to rock. Please go through the step-by-step procedure to make your old-fashioned. What we got here is we're doing, uh, we're starting off with two uh, bar spoons, like one nice big bar spoon of this barley syrup. Now, barley syrup, where yeah. do you buy that? Uh, you can actually buy it at Whole Foods or buy it at any like health food store because believe it or not, it's uh, it's kind of one of those. It's just like your uh, agave nectar where it's a good uh, sugar supplement. Gotcha. All right. All right nice next up. Too. Next up, we're going to throw a little bit of the whiskey in there. <laughs> now, I like to do this just to kind of break it up a little bit before we add the bitters in there so we and don't what, have to stir as What long. whiskey are we going to be using? We're using the Telemordu 12-year-old. The Telemordu 12-year-old. So a little mm. bit aged in Somalia, Dave. Tell mm-hmm. us about that. Well, what you're going to get is a nice, deep, robust taste of spice and linseed oil in a creamy bottle. Body. Linseed oil? Yeah. I'm not sure I ever tasted linseed oil, and I don't think I want to <laughs> taste linseed oil. You're going to get some really nice sherry notes on that, so that should blend really well uh, with the barley. Mixologist, Ryan, I'll tell you what. Why don't you pour me a little bit? Already Bam. done. Look yeah, at this. The man is well trained. Yeah. So I will say cheers. I'll take a little bit of this Tula Bordeaux 12-year-old special reserve. You should get a little cinnamon mm. and vanilla yeah, with it. definitely. Yeah. Very nice. Take a sip of this. Color mm. is wonderful. Oh, Good, wow. Yeah. Expansive on the palate, mm-hmm. very fruity, much more complex yeah. than the regular Tullamore Dew. Because of the aging. And this is ex- aged in bourbon barrels. Yes. You can definitely tell it's got little hints of that bourbon-esque taste. Mm-hmm. But see, what I like is when you use bourbon, especially when you use bourbon barrels, you get that hint of vanilla, which is just always really beautiful. Like, yeah, you get that extra heat, but that, that little yeah, bit you get of the vanilla. vanilla on the back of the palate. No question but about it. But they also use sherry casks with that, Dave. Yeah. And Very the, nice. And the whiskeys could be as high as 15-year-old, but you always put the age at the youngest whiskey, which is 12-year-old. All right, Mixologist Ryan, we need more play-by-play. All right. So now we have everything all mixed up. So you've got the barley. We've got the barley. We've got the uh, two different kinds of bitters, and we've got the, uh, the 12-year-old all mixed up. With some ice. With some ice, and we've got this really awesome mixing glass and my uh, my slightly dorky spoon because, you know, <laughs> i got to have. Man, we're, 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 good thing we've got uh, – we're going to be taking pictures, lieutenants, of all this. It's yep. all going to be posted now, actually wow. in real time, at, uh, at Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show, or at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave, and at CigarDave.com. So you'll be able to catch all of this. Let me take a sip of that. Me first. He's cheating. Oh, wait a minute. He's adding another <laughs> He's ingredient. Zesting an He's orange. adding another yeah, ingredient. Well, Mixologist Ryan, what are you doing? We're zesting a little bit of orange right on top. A zest, garnish. zesting of the orange. Look Forward at this. Garnish. A, general, nothing but the best for you. Mixologist Ryan, I'm going Here to get... Here we go, sir. I, thank you very much. Look oh at this. This is goodness. magnificent. I think I need to get a special button built in the Pleasure Palace. When I press the button, Mixologist <laughs> he, Ryan comes out appears. with a little zing of the orange. Hello! <laughs> I'll say cheers. 
Boy, does that look good. Holy mackerel, is that good. Oh, wow. Sweet. The orange makes it. I can smell the aroma of the orange. Oh, yeah. It is smooth. A little bit of sweetness. This is like candy. Yeah. This yeah. is now like you know why women drinking. Yeah. Lieutenants, sweet. go on right now to CigarDave.com, Twitter, Facebook. Get this drink recipe. You serve this to your harem, guaranteed horizontal maneuvers, absolutely unequivocally by the time she's done with this class. We'll continue with St. Patrick's Day celebratory maneuvers. Sommelier Dave, mixologist Ryan, yours truly, Cigaro Dave. In the mix. March's selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is My Uzi Weighs a Ton from Drew Estates. It's easy to join. Go to CigarDave.com for details. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. someone because they're Irish. Instead, pour them a cocktail. It's St. Patrick's Day Aaron Gobra Tasting Maneuvers with Cigar Dave. I am still in paradise after sampling that 12-year-old fashioned with the special orange zest that mixologist Ryan just concocted. Mixologist Ryan. Yes, sir. Bravo to you. That is magnificent. Thank you, sir. That is an absolute skirt dropper. You give that to a dame or your your harem of dames? Harem. Guaranteed. Take it to the bank. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Samadhi Dave Cavanis rejoins us now for our next delicacy. I think I'm going to do the fish and chips. Good. Hot dish of English origin. Battered fish, usually cod or haddock. Mm-hmm. Deep fried chips, which are French yeah. fries, but they're the thick. They're not the mm-hmm. little little ones. Take a little taste of this. Mm. And when you think about it, a lot of the dish dishes from Ireland... Have roots over in Britain. Sure. UK. So, very nice. If Mick the Brit were here, he would be approving. 
I'm sure he, he would. would. He'd love it. And he'd be drinking. Yes, he would. He would oh, have an I, IV. Mixologist Ryan, you'd be hooking up the IV of the Tullamore Dew. We wouldn't have any whiskey left by now. Uh, no, we have four <laughs> bottles. They'd be gone by now. He would be fully fueled up. And we it would've. is important, as you know, that some libations on a regular basis, like a daily libation, mm -hmm. distilled spirit. It's good for you. It's good for you. It keeps yeah. your 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 uh, vessels loose. Mm -hmm. It keeps your muscles Platelets nice running. and Yeah, everything sure. is good. In Mick's case, as I said back last summer, in the case of Mick where it keeps your muscles nice and loose with the amount of libations and distilled spirit that Mick's, uh, Mick uh, consumes, his muscles are like linguine. <laughs> God love <laughs> it. He's very such loose. a fun time. No question about it. All right, so I had the fish. And actually, I had the fish. I didn't have the chip. <laughs> There's the chip. There's the chip. Now it's official. All right, All right Samanye Dave, we've been talking about the Tullamore Dew. I sampled the Tullamore Dew single malt mm -hmm. one more time. That is aged in the uh, bourbon casks the as bourbon well as the sherry oak casks. And sherry oak, it's aged whiskeys between 12 and 15 years. Magnificent. It is. It's delicious by itself, but it's so mixable if you want to do a cocktail just as Ryan has created. Now, you lose a lot of the nuances when you're sampling the old-fashioned because Correct. it's got so many other ingredients. But it enhances the flavor. It of does. The but when you have it fashion. on its own in a little snifter, yeah. maybe some rocks, mm -hmm. that would be absolutely Which magnificent. Which cigar would you suggest to go with that? Well, that's a sweet that, that's a sweet libation. I would say you have to go with something either a Rocky Patel Vintage 99 or a Romeo e Giulietta Reserva Real, a Monte Cristo White. I would say um, Casino Gold HRS. Or a Davidoff would be good. Mm -hmm. I would tell you that a Casa Torano would be good. Perdomo Reserve, mm -hmm. Champagne. On the milder sweet side. Right. Very, very nice. A Diamond Crown would be perfect. Good. Very, very pleasant. I and have a nice some compliment. Davidoffs at home. You can't go wrong with those, somebody, Dave. All right, so we had the 10 out. What is the suggested retail for the Tullamore Dew single malt? Uh, actually, do we have the 12 or the 10? We have the 12 and the 10. Which should we well, just Last had, time we had the 12. Yes. yes. The 12 is going to be about $50 a bottle. 50 Okay. Now we're going to sample the Tullamore Dew single malt. Right. Yes. Now, it's how just, does this differ? This is not blended. No. It's a single malt that has been barrel aged for 10 years. And it'll be a little different because it's in regular bourbon barrels, dry Orioso sherry casks, port casks, and Madeira casks. Now, I will tell you that when just on the nose, on the, the aroma of this... You're going to get tropical fruits from some fruits, but also a little bit of that wood mustiness note. Yeah, because it's been in the in the barrel, right. one barrel. Yeah, I had very salt. nice. I'll take a sip. Say cheers. Yeah, this is personally my favorite out of the, out of that. Line. Very smooth. Very smoother than the twelve. Different. I shouldn't say smoother. Different. It's different flavor. Different because you get the different barrels combined. Correct. Make the, mm. all the difference in the world. This is very nice. Yeah. This reminds me of Gentleman Jack. Oh, beautiful. Very, very pleasant. Very nice. Suggested retail for the About $46, 10. $47. Okay, so the last two we tried, the single malt, four cask, 10-year-old, mm -hmm. 48, and the 12-year-old. Around 50. 50. Not that much difference in the two. Very for nice. having two more years in a barrel. And again, really what you could do, lieutenants, go out, get, get five, 10 people together. Everybody put in 40, 50 bucks. Correct. Go out and buy a bottle each of these Tullamore Dews, the Tullamore Dew blended whiskey, the Tullamore Dew 10-year-old, 10-year-old, 12-year-old, the 12-year-old, and, and then, then the Tullamore Dew Phoenix, and then go out, pick up some steaks, or pick up some other, get something, whatever, get something catered, <laughs> get some good cigars, yeah. you make an evening out of it, and now you can oh, enhance 
your alpha male good life repertoire and knowledge by sampling each one of these and really talking about the nuances. There's nothing better than that. No. Very nice evening. So very, very Beautiful. pleasant. Very nice indeed. All right. Let me now have mixologist Ryan open up the harp. And as you open up the harp. Coming me... at it. Beautiful. Nice job. You, you know, go. you do that very professionally. Hey, I, yes, I, don't, I don't have I, that motion. I may have opened a beer or two in my day. <laughs> I was going to say, but you have that. It's, it's interesting. That you don't even put exactly. the, the, you know what's amazing? He doesn't even put the opener back in his pocket. It no. goes up his sleeve like a magician. It's sneaky, incredible. Sneaky, sneaky, sir. Sneaky. It is sneaky indeed. It's like Let's, a magnet to his arm. Now, mm. the Guinness, which has been around since the 1790s, when you look at Harp, Harp is a Vienna-style Irish lager created in 1960. So it's only about 54, 55 mm -hmm. years old, made in their Dundalk Brewery. It is a leading lager brand in Ireland, very popular in Australia, Canada, Africa, and here in the United States. And uh, this particular lager, as we know, lager is a milder mm -hmm. flavored beer. Definitely. So a little bit uh, different, not as dark as the stout. Looking at this, this would actually looking at this, this almost looks like a champagne yeah, color. Yeah, sure does. Light straw, a little bit of sweetness. A little bit of yeastiness on the uh, on the mm -hmm. nose. I'll take a sip of this. Looks good. Very pleasant, very smooth. Beautiful. This would remind you of a Coors. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit more flavor than a Coors right. or a Budweiser uh, or Labatt's, but mm -hmm. that, that lager style. So it's right. not overly harsh, very pleasant. It's a nice summer beer. Mm -hmm. Can't go wrong. Definitely. Mm -hmm. It was actually one of my very first imports I ever drank. Is yeah, right? so if you're looking for a... More of a lighter beer. The Harp Lager is very good. Again, relatively new. The Guinness been around for 250-plus years. It is a, a very nice dark stout. Don't be intimidated by it. It's dark. It looks like it could be bitter, but it's not. It's very smooth. And what do you recommend, Mixologist Ryan, on the temperatures serving uh, the Guinness? Uh, Guinness should not be, uh, like, ice cold. Like I, I, What I like to do is I'll take a Guinness out of the refrigerator, pop it, Put it down on the counter for a few minutes and then pour it just because you don't want it to be like super, super so cold. So about 50 degrees? Yeah, give or take. I mean, I'm pretty sure, I want to say in Ireland, they they serve it at like 65. Well, it's probably their cellar temperature. Yeah, it's like it's like 65 degrees, maybe almost even closer to 70, like almost room temperatures where a lot of people will drink it. Now, let me ask, uh, let me ask you, Mixologist Ryan, you're out there and you've worked many Many different festivals, whether it is St. Patty's Day or whether it's Cinco de Mayo, you've been out there. But on St. Patrick's Day, what are the big, what's the most popular libations and beers that you see requested on that day? Uh, on that day, you're going to get a lot of people going for Guinness. You're going to get a lot of people going for uh, car bombs, especially if they're in bars. And, and repeat one more time what the Irish car bomb the, libation the is. The car bomb's uh, half a pint of Guinness with a uh, shot of Bailey's dropped in it, and then you put a little bit of uh, Irish whiskey down at the bottom. You can go 50-50, but most bartenders pour their whiskey in first and then drop it out. Pours a lot of punch in that half liter. Boy, exactly. No question. Now, do you find that most of the people on St. Patrick's Day that sample, say, the Guinness or the Irish Car Bomb, they don't drink those the rest of the year? More than likely not. Most people are, oh, it's St. Patrick's Day, car bombs Correct. for everybody. And I'm like, okay, you guys are going to be hurting tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, well, especially if you have more than one. That's the problem. It's like uh, we do, What's before you know it, it's going to be Cinco de Mayo exactly. tasting maneuvers. Exactly, will be doing tequila. And, and Mixologist Ryan, last year you created something that tasted mm -hmm. like Kool-Aid. Right. You drink this on a hot beach out in the sun. You think that it's three, like candy, three, four, five hour, of them. Next sure. thing you know, gone. that's why tequila gets that name. And I'm sure with the Irish car bomb, people look and say, oh, my <laughs> uh, God, what Irish was I thinking whiskey, the next right. day? And that's not the case. It's all 
obviously in moderation. Moderation, moderation is the All key. Right. Next up, uh, we're talking about another libation that you are going to make, the Tipperary. Yeah, this is my takeoff of the Tipperary. So we're going to start off with a little bit of the uh, twelve, the 10-year-old Telemordu single malt. We're going to use about two ounces of that. So we're going to pour this into this little guy right here. And just a hair more for good measure because I know. <laughs> I know better. Yeah, just a little bit more. You're very <laughs> loose on the pores. A hair more. No, I know you. And we're going to we're gonna throw in an extra quarter ounce just to give it that Cigar day. We were talking touch. moderation a little yeah. while ago. You know, when you've got we nads of steel, you can't just have a, a basic libation. you got to have something with a little bit sir. of kick. So then we're using a little bit of the Martini and Rossi, the... Uh, the semi-dry sweet vermouth. It's got this great. Should I have Burt Backrack and Angie Dickinson start singing the <laughs> exactly? Yeah, Martini you can. The, the yes. Bianco's really, yes. really great because it's not too heavy. I find some sweet vermouths to be too heavy, especially when you're using certain ingredients. What is vermouth? Uh, vermouth is a nice fortified wine. A fortified wine. Yes. yes. Good to know. Many yeah. people think vermouth, but they don't realize it's a no. fortified wine. And you know what exactly. most people don't realize is vermouth needs to be kept in the refrigerator, not sitting there collecting dust because you only use it once a year in certain bars. When I go into a place and I see their vermouth sitting out on the rail, I I cry. I did not know that. Yeah. That is wild well, stuff. Now you know. I did not know that, Ed. I did not know that. <laughs> that is crazy. And the last thing we're putting into this drink is a little bit of green chartreuse. Chartreuse. What is chartreuse? Chartreuse is this really awesome liqueur made by, uh, by my monks in France. And what's really fun is nobody knows the correct recipe altogether. It was broken up between all the monks. They all had to come in and drop it add in. Add their ingredients. Dur yeah. During their, and add their ingredients. So it was a lot of fun. Let me tell you something. Those monks are some <laughs> wild fellas. Well, if you look back through time so with wild. champagne or That's anything. That's right. It's amazing. It's the They've monks. all, now, do they consume the libations themselves? Sure. Look at some of your great Belgian beers, German beers, were done by monks at the breweries. They were the ones that had the education. All the other people were too poor to go get to school, get an education. And you know, it's amazing because you see all these religious zealots say, yeah. oh, no, booze, whatever. But if you look in the Bible, wine, libations are in there. The monks created champagne. They created the chartreuse. I'm a Catholic. We drink. You drink. There you go. <laughs> I'm Catholic. We drink. You drink. Okay. All right. So we're good to go here. So we're going to pour this bad boy up. Oh, and this oh, is this goodness. is in a very unique glass. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It now was styled after like a certain a somebody's glass. certain somethings. Certain somethings. I have no idea what there you're you referring oh, to. Oh, you don't. It does you don't not know. does not like like look like a boob to me. Yeah. I can tell you. Because <laughs> <laughs> frankly, that's what I'd like to drink out of. That, that's the type of glass. Can you give I'd me prefer. a boob glass, please, sir? I'd yes. like one. Now. They're called boobs. I'll Ed. take two. <laughs> I will say cheers. Now, this again, looking at this, this almost looks like champagne. Yeah, I was going to say, and champagne. It's, it's slightly green, and so it's, it's technically Irish. Nice little aroma to it. I'll say cheers. Wow, that's sweet. Ooh, woo! That's a little too sweet for me. That's a chartreuse. Yeah, that's, that's that chartreuse. is a little bit too sweet. So this is the Tipperary. Yes. Now, dames would love this. Yeah. yeah. Now, another way that you could do it: put some ice shards in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That would be a nice way, almost like James Bond style. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shaken, not stirred. Not stirred. And I think the dames would like that. But this yeah. is too sweet for me. It's just like I don't care for any of those flavored bourbons. Yeah, I like right. the real thing. Uh, I don't go for flavored bourbon at all. Take another sip, though. What the hell? Yeah, well, yeah you get the see, flavor mm. in the bourbon. I don't mean to cut you off to Ryan, but oh, no, on the barrel. Very, very pleasant. Right. Rather than add the sherry or the black cherry or whatever, right. you get it out of the barrel. Out of barrel. It's like Crown Royale maple. Yeah. I, I bought it thinking it was going to be taste like, you know, maple, uh, right. uh, aged in maple barrels. 
They actually put like Aunt Jemima pancake yeah. syrup in there. Yes. It's absolutely terrible. All right, when we come back, I'm going to try our final delicacy, the corned beef and cabbage. We've got mixologist Ryan that'll make us an old donkey, and we've got the Tullamore Phoenix. Samadier Dave, mixologist Ryan, Segato Dave, final concluding segment of this special O edition of the Segato Dave Show for St. Patrick's Day is next. Celebrate St. Patrick's Day Erin Gobra tasting maneuvers by enjoying the drinks the general is consuming. Get the complete list at CigarDave.com. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth. It will entice you to enjoying more and more of the Vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. It's St. Patrick's Day Aaron Gobra Tasting Maneuvers with your five-star general, Cigar Dave. All right, in our remaining minutes here celebrating St. Patrick's Day, let me take my final delicacy. I started off with the special Irish egg rolls. Then we went to the, what did we go to after that? We went to, well, I, I'm not going to give necessarily an order. We had the fish and chips, the bangers and mash. Yep. Um, then Shepherd's we pie. Shepherd's, Shepherd's pie, pie, and last but not least, the corned beef and old cabbage. Looks good, mm. real good, very nice. Not chewy, mm-hmm. not too salty. I'll take a little bit Beautiful. of the cabbage. Mmm, delicious. I think all the food groups were properly represented. Mm-hmm. Meat, 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 <laughs> and, and a hint and of potatoes. potatoes and mashed potatoes. <laughs> we're all good. <laughs> Fabulous. 
All right. Samadhi Dave Cavanis, mm-hmm. our chief mixologist officer, Ryan Pines. Yes, sir. Ryan, next up, we are going to make the old donkey. The old donkey. Named after many of our alpha male listeners' ex-wives. Yes, indeed. And while I'm making this, do you want to try some of the Phoenix now? Or I you thought won't? you'd never ask. All right. And Samadhi Dave, as mixologist Ryan pours Here we that, go. I would ask you to tell us a little bit about the Tullamore Dew Phoenix. This is brand new. This is the first year they've offered this. It's going to be triple distilled and triple blended. It's going to come in at 110 proof. 110? Yeah. So a lot of the scotch and whiskeys now are known as cast strength, right. which are over 100 you know, proof. But this is going to come in at 110. It's going to be non-chilled filtered, so it should have a lot of flavor to it. And they age it for two years in sherry casks. Incredible bouquet on yeah. the nose. That's a lot be, of sweetness, a little bit of orange. Yeah, because the sherry cask aging. Pineapple. Almost like a little bit of uh, brown sugar maple type mm-hmm. of taste. I'll say cheers. 110 proof. Here we go. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. That has some major kick. Mm-hmm. Major flavor expansion on the palate. Yeah. Warmth. Mm-hmm. Spiciness. Sweetness, it's got it all. Yeah. The that, Phoenix is rising. Yeah, it sure is. That's something you sip, put a nice cube in it mm-hmm. so it'll expand, get yourself a real nice cigar, and just relax. Yeah, I think you want to tame that down a little bit. That cask strength is very full. We talked about it last mm-hmm. week on the show where I sampled the uh, single barrel, the actually the whiskey right out of the single barrel, mm-hmm. not cut yet with any water. Right. From Four Roses that uh, Jeff Borshowitz at Corona Cigars is deciding upon which barrel he wants for the Correct. 2014 selection. Very, very full. Fl- almost knocked me down. Right. It's incredible, the difference. All right, how are we doing over there, Mixologist Ryan? We're doing great. We're ready to rock and roll. What we've got is we've got a little bit of the barley syrup already in there. I'm just now adding just a little bit of the Telemore Dew. And, uh, which Telemore Dew are we going to use? We're going to use the uh, the original. The, the classic. original. Yeah, okay. we're going with the good stuff here. Just to kind of let everything kind of roll back. Okay. And then now we're going to add a little bit of ice, and then we're going to finish it off with a little bit of uh, Fever Tree Ginger Beer. And What is Fever Tree Ginger Beer? Ginger Beer is amazing. And uh, this is actually an artisan blend, and this stuff's just really good. If you want to try it on your own while I'm shaking, well, I say you should. Ginger Beer. Is yes. this actually beer? No, it's no. not actually beer. It's very similar to ginger ale, but it's just got a little more Looks like lemonade. It. has mm-hmm. a lemonade color. Mm. Ginger ale. Oh my god, is that sweet? Isn't that awesome? But it's got that great like ginger like bang. Now you know what I could see doing with this in the summer by the pool, creating a little bit of a some sort of sorbet. Mm -hmm. A little bit of ice with a little bit Mm -hmm. of this poured over, very cool and refreshing. Borrow that again. And the cabana babes bring them over. Very nice. The cabana babes. Yes, the cabana. All part of the harem maneuvers. (laughs) It's all part of the job description, mm-hmm. Samadier Dave. Someone has to do it. Someone must do it. Exactly. All right, so Ryan, you're putting a little bit of that into the old donkey now. What, yes, what's we the, are. Where did the term old donkey come from? Well, it was just my my kind of way of taking it. This is basically uh, a takeoff of a classic cocktail called a Telemore, called the, um, sorry, saying I'm, I got Telemore Dew on the brain already. <laughs> Dave, you've been pouring too much of this stuff. <laughs> But uh, basically, it's a it's a kickoff of the Moscow Mule. But we're using we're using uh, whiskey, so I figured it'd be kind of fun to call Rather it the vodka. The Moscow yeah. Mule. I am right. Vladimir Putin. You will have many of the mules. You will have mule in I Ukraine. Everyone free mule for everyone. <laughs> everyone free mule, free vodka for everyone. And I put it in a nice copper mug for you. Too, Look at that. this in a copper. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's frosted too. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness, this is really. Uh, 
You know, I think I used to have a little cup like this when I was a little kid, when I was brushing my teeth. It had a little bottom on it and everything. It did. Let me That's say some... cheers. It's cold, I can tell you that. That's got some umph to it. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. That has got... That's got like a tang, like a sour tang to it. That little bit of lime juice, you get Ooh. that great ginger. They get that great ginger taste, and then the the whiskey nice. is just there, and it's just summertime. There you beautiful. Go. Yeah. One more time, give us the ingredients. We've got uh, fresh lime juice. We've got a little ginger beer. We've got the uh, Telemore Dew, the uh, triple distilled, and we've got just uh, a little one little bar spoon of that barley syrup. And then you shake it with the ice. Shake it with the ice, and then we strain it out. Oh, this is beautiful. Somebody, Dave. There you, you go. got to try some of this. You absolutely Definitely. must try Notice some Notice how he's not going to give you the glass. He's like, I'm going to pour you the little one. I'm I thought I got it. to keep the cup. I'm keeping, I got... I'm keeping this cup. Is, is this like when you go to the movie theater and you get a 68-ounce cup, the collector cup, you get to keep the yeah, cup? Yeah, you pay you wow. pay $12 for the uh, the like $1. That. Hey, this is from Woodford Reserve. I should be enjoying my, my bourbon in here. There, you, there go. you go. How'd you get that? I had I had one, and I just thought it would be cool to serve it in a copper cup. So. He has connections. Beautiful. So, lieutenants, I would say we were fairly successful on hitting all elements of St. Mm-hmm. Patrick's Day tasting maneuvers. Let's start with beers. We had the Guinness Draft, a nice stout. We went to the Harper's Lager, which is a very tame, mild beer, only been <laughs> brewed since the ni- uh, right around 1960. Then in terms of Irish whiskey, we went to the Jameson, triple distilled Irish whiskey, one of the more popular, if not the most popular Irish whiskey. Very pleasant. Then we went to the Bushmills. Then we did a vertical tasting of the Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey, the Tullamore Dew 12, the Tullamore Dew 10 single barrel, the Tullamore Dew Phoenix. We had, in terms of libations, the Tipperary, the 12-year-old fashion, and the old donkey. Great delicacies, great libations. Samadhi Dave Cavanis. Wonderful celebrating St. Patrick's Day with you. And our chief mixologist uh, officer, our CMO, Ryan Pines. Great job as always, Ryan. Thank you, General. I'm still waiting for my Cigar Day (laughs) five-star alpha. We're going to send it over right now. We're getting this thing done. Fantastic. Cigar Day, the General, saying Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio. Add and go puff. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Remember, all the recipes, all the pictures, CigarDave.com. Twitter at Cigar Dave Show, Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. Happy Leprechaun Day to all.